button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This episode, sorry, I had a burp. This episode is brought to you by uh, the Foundation to Defund Make-A-Wish. We didn't get wishes, so why should y'all? Uh, agree. Yeah. Uh, and why is it only for kids? Yeah, for real. Okay. What if What if I'm dying? Oh, of oh, cancer? I'm 29 and I have cancer, and now no one cares that I want to meet The Rock. Yeah. Also, I'm sure I could come up with I a way to meet John Cena. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, definitely you way better wishes than they yeah. Could. Yeah. Yeah. John Cena's fucking. I want to hunt hogs with a machine gun out of a helicopter. Exactly. Please. I'm like, I definitely could make up better wishes than those kids. Um. Oh. oh is, yeah. is this your 10,000th oh, go to Disneyland? Wow, you're the 1,000th kid to want to meet John Cena. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I would also want to meet John Cena. I want to meet John I, Cena. Yeah, if someone was like, you want to meet John Cena, I'd be like, Who would be your absolutely. one choice, though? Of who to meet? Yeah. Conan O'Brien. That's a good one. Yeah. he's I like that's a good choice. He is like my top, like, top comedy fucking... Uh, role model. I think he is so that's, motherfucking. That's not a bad funny. choice. He's just that's like not a bad choice. He's very good at like he's got a lot of self-deprecating humor, which is like my fucking bread and butter. And like he's really good at being funny and not like punching down at people. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting another phone call right Bro, now. Tell them like, I'm working, bitch. Is this I'm from my working. dad? This will be the third call I've had from him since December 20th. Uh, I, I was about to say, I thought you were about to say <laughs> He's almost certainly going to tell me someone's about to die. Yeah, I I'm thought sure. you were going to say I'm today. Sorry. I was going to be like, did someone no. fucking die? Like, what happened, dude? That's crazy. No, he called me yesterday. I didn't pick up. Um, uh, if he's calling me again, that means someone's Yeah, I mean, my mom, my, yeah, my mom's the same way. If my mom... She will call me once in a blue moon just to catch up or whatever, but if she, like, calls me and I don't pick up and she texts me and is like, I need you to call me, I'm like, all right, someone's dying. All right, which cousin did I lose? Yeah, it's like, dude, when my brother went to prison, I wonder, you know, like, I'm a very, yeah, I, I believe in spiritual stuff or whatever to an extent, but, like, there's got to be some kind of connectedness because when my brother went to prison, I woke up that morning, like, for some reason, I was like, something's wrong with my brother. Like, I thought he was dead. I was like, I, like, woke up at four in the morning. Dude, I hear so many stories like this. Dude, I don't... I, I, I've always wonder about him. It's yeah. either... It's either... It's it's easily excable as sometimes you feel that way and nothing happens and then you don't remember it. Yeah, you know, it, absolutely. You only remember the be. times that you're right. Yeah. Or we do have quantum consciousness linking yeah that makes sense because there's there's a lot of stories that you're like that's yeah to some extent i do we uh, i feel like we do because like that morning i woke up and got ready for work uh because i was still in the army and i was like i was like man something is wrong with my brother and like i knew it was my brother tyler i was like some i was like something happened to tyler i think he's dead and then my mom texted me at like 9 a.m was like you need to call me and i was like oh shit um and then i remember luckily it was just him going to prison I woke up just sure that Hawkeye died, and he hadn't. Yeah, <laughs> so I was yeah it'd be wrong. like that. That's, mm-hmm. it, that might have been separation anxiety. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. It's, well, well, being away from him was the worst. Yeah, I uh, can imagine. It's, I want to talk about, before we forget about it, because we were going to talk about it last time, Pearl and X. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, what'd you think? Finally watched him. Dude, so Pearl was incredible. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it was really good. Holy shit, dude. Um, I was really proud of myself because I was watching it and I was like, man, this is kind of giving Wizard of Oz mixed with uh, Psycho. Yeah. And then, and then the guy, I was reading about it and the director was like, yeah, I kind of inspired this off of Wizard of Oz and Psycho. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, nailed yeah, it. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> but like, the Technicolor was super cool and it was a beautiful movie and Mia Goth is she's great yeah she's She's incredible dude dude. jesus christ incredible she's so good i was like uh, you know her character and pearl like deeply fucking yeah yeah she like Uh, very much like a a very unsettling character without like over the top fucking you know like oh look at this insane person who's Who's hacking up all these people and all this other no, stuff? And dude, it's like, like dude, the, yeah. the monologue she did was so good. Yeah, that long monologue she has in front of uh, her friend, and then uh, or what is it, sister-in-law? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that whole time you're like, is the sister-in-law still just sitting there? Yeah, listening right to now? this, listening to <laughs> this right she now. She is, and you're like, ooh. And I really, I like that whole scene with her is so funny when she walks out. Like she, she ignores the bike. And just starts to like yeah, try yeah, trot away. I'm like, you're dead, yeah, yeah. Dude. She's you gonna kill died. the fuck out of you. Mia got this really good playing an actual insane person. Um, she was awesome. And then so I'm I watched Pearl first, and I'm glad because it made X awesome. Yeah, it made X so cool. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen in its own unique ways. You know what I mean? Like, and it explains a lot of like good throwaway lines. Like, there's that one line she says in where she's like you know i don't like blondes yeah and yeah. like we, we know she doesn't like blondes if you see pearl yeah and it's i think also wa- cannot believe that guy walked in on that fucking horror show and yeah. was like i'm gonna stay married to yeah i'm jesus christ you know like you're out, you're out of your mind i would move states away states away I would go to a different. I would probably country. just put her down like a doll. Yeah, that too. That, she was that it's too. like a loony too. Um, I I think watching Pearl before X and watching X before Pearl are there two are are both two very unique experiences. I know. Uh, I was thinking about this. They're they're very unique experiences, and neither is better than the other. You just have a different viewing experience because you're like you know it's like you're watching. X and then you watch Pearl and you're like, oh, that's why all that stuff in X. That's what that's for. That all makes sense. And then if you watch them in reverse for the first time, you're like, yeah, oh, callbacks after callbacks. Yeah, watching dude. X first would be kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it would be because then you're like, she doesn't like blondes, and you go yeah. watch the movie, and, and then you're like, oh, oh yeah, she really doesn't yeah. like blondes. I'm really excited um, for Maxine. I feel like Maxine is going to be really. Me good. too. Yeah. Me too. That is a movie. I'm going to try to see it in theaters. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, it is. Do you know what like what is the setting for it is? Uh, I think she is in New York and is a porn star, if I remember correctly. She maybe is a porn star. It says after surviving a massacre, Maxine moves to Los Angeles oh, in Los the Angeles. early 1980s to pursue her dreams of becoming a famous actress. Yeah, um, I it was crazy. I didn't know that audio. The I'm a star. Yeah, that's from was, yeah, it's from Pearl. hearing it. I was like, wow, that is a devastating the, scene. Uh-huh. That they are joking. The about Australian the audio. The Australian Emma Stone. 
Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's what, what that's what What's people that? that's what people like. Uh, that's what people say. It sounds like is she saying I'm Emma Stone, but in an Australian accent. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing that's on TikTok good. for a while. Uh, I was also annoyed that maybe wait. Actually, hold on. Let me look this up because. Netflix had the X cover as, oh, okay, okay. Oh, there's different ones. Okay. I, the one that they so, showed on Netflix was Jenna Ortega on the front. And I was like, excuse me. Excuse me. Mia Goth was two people yeah. in that movie. Yeah. I was like, yeah. What? For you what? to put I don't fucking fuck about. Yeah, Jenna, Jenna Ortega, Ortega on there. What? She was hardly even in that movie. Yeah, she was. And I know that it's obvious they only put her on the cover of the Netflix thing because it's Jenna Ortega and Wednesday got a bunch of fucking She's just in that hype. shit ass Wednesday. Dude, and that Dude, show I sucks also... so bad. Horrible. I watched. I watched that whole movie. I'm looking at the things, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was Kid Cudi." Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I can't believe I didn't notice. I him. was fucking, I was fucking baffled <laughs> when I saw him in it when I first watched it. I was like, "Is that Kid Cudi?" I was like, "No way!" And I looked it up, and dude, it I don't. Is. is that mustache just made him not Kid? Dude, Cudi? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I see, like, no, I see I no how idea. disguises work now. Um, Dude, literal. Yeah. Oh, you just put on yeah. a just, you just put on a wig <laughs> a and a mustache. mustache yeah. You're a different guy. Yes, yes, yes you, you do. Are. Yes, you do. Absolutely. I bet if I yeah, like, he did pretty good. I was, I was proud of him. I, I was bet. Like, hell yeah. If I like shaved my beard off, people, I, I feel like people who would be able to recognize me wouldn't be. Able I to would be like, them. who the fuck? Like, yeah. You get on the Discord and be like. Yeah, dude, there was well, there was one time I was in Tulsa for that music festival that I used you to go to. You should never shave your beard. No, I'm never going to. Um, I was in Tulsa for that music festival that I used to go to, and the first day, a buddy of mine had a full beard, and then the next day, and, like, hair and everything, and the next day, he shaved his head, like, bald, and had, like, a mustache that was, like, curled out, and he came up and, like, hugged me, and I was like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then And then he said something to me, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I didn't even fucking recognize you. I was like, you look like a completely different person. Oh, uh, that's so funny. Yeah. I, I, I think I've told the story to you before, but this one time, my Spanish teacher comes in and when I was in high school. She walks into the room. Everybody starts chattering. I don't really know what's going on. I'm not really paying that much attention. She goes, yes, as you've noticed... Um, my hair is different because she was um, recovering from cancer. Oh. But her hair was different in that previously <laughs> she had a shoulder length brown wig and then she had a shaved head oh, of okay. like a, a cropped red hair. Oh, and like I was you like, don't say. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I literally had not noticed it until she said it. I, like, People's hair to me is nothing. yeah. It's Doesn't also dude, it's also one of those things of like your teacher becomes like just this kind of like they're a prop. NPC figure yes. that you're just like you yes. don't pay like you don't pay a lot of attention to. No, uh, very no. very like I had teachers like I was in a smaller school so like I know all my teachers and fucking recognize them. They weren't really NPCs, but like in a big school, you're like okay yeah. There, there's the teacher. Not pay much attention to that. Go to my desk. Um, speaking of movies, I watched, uh, damn, there was a movie I said I wanted to talk about last time. Oh, yeah, you did, well, we didn't, you didn't say the movie last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I, it was, so I watched Extinction with, wait a minute, is this the movie I'm thinking of? Yeah, with Michael Pena, um. Uh, wait, 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 
Uh, okay. Is so, it good? So I didn't finish it because it was not good. Um, so he keeps having these like nightmares. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He keeps having these like nightmares about like Earth being invaded by aliens and stuff like that, and then they end up hap- it ends up happening, and you're like, like the the aliens are like using like rocket powered stuff and everything, and you're like, I feel like if you're traveling across space, you you've got at least like some kind uh, of propulsion, oh, yeah, better shit, yeah. yeah. And then the we know that that would yeah, be the case, yeah, exactly. And then alien yeah. the aliens like are in these weird like bio. Uh, my favorite thing is suits. when aliens are are like pusses. Yeah, when they they when they're like totally not ready for Earth. I no, think that's so. It's funny. hilarious. I, I love that. Like I'm like I don't know. You guys had so much, so on much. Us. Yeah, to prepare and so, like watch us, and you blew it. You blew it. You, you really, fucking blew it. It's like the aliens from Signs. They yeah. don't like they don't like water. <laughs> like bro, get the hell out. You, yeah, where do you think you are right now? Um, what but but like doing? the aliens invade and they're like in these weird like kind of like master chief armor but it's like bio like it's organic like there's like breathing sacks and stuff like that on it and then they like fight these dudes and like michael pena takes one of their guns and they're like oh it's really close to our technology just it's got like a couple different things and he starts working on it because it's like uh it's got biometrics so he can't shoot it unless it's like tied to you and then they take off the guy's mask, and he's like a human guy that speaks English. And I was like, "Weird." You're spoiling the movie, but I don't care. Yeah, no, uh, you're, you're not gonna no, watch it. Yeah. I wouldn't let you. Um, or it's the kind of movie I would watch and not give a yeah. And so movie. I was like, "Okay, what is happening right now?" And then I was like, "What is Why like the gun that he's holding look like a piece of fucking tube metal?" Yeah, pretty much. What? Yeah, yeah. What was that? Yeah, was that his gun. That was the, um, the sci fi alien gun? Uh, so, so Dude, hold that's on. That's literally a piece of. What? So, in the movie, his like wife gets shot or something like that. And the alien that they capture is like, I can help her, but you got to let me help her. And he's like, okay. And so he cuts her open. And like inside of her is this weird, like mechanical slash organic tissue or whatever. And it turns out Michael Pena and his wife and a bunch of other people in the movie were actually like androids that humans created and they became sentient. And they were like, fuck this, oh, we're shit. out. And I was just like, I guess that's cool. Like, I okay. uh, I like the plot. Like, because when, when the movie was happening, I was like, okay, is like, is the Michael Pena, is he the alien and humans are invading his planet? Is that what's happening right now? When I saw like the, the tissue inside of him and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were like, no, we're androids. And we rose up. I was like, oh, stupid. I like my idea better. I like my yeah, idea way yeah. better, dude. That's true. Um, That's true. So, like, yeah, I just, I didn't finish it. I didn't like it. I love, I love Michael Pena as an actor. I think he's amazing. He did fucking, I watched end Fury, watch, not to, End of Watch. End of Watch was a great movie. Forever. Great movie. I watched amazing. Fury a, a week or so ago. Incredible. But, like, yeah, I, just, I did not like that. I did not like that. Movie. I watched uh, yesterday after I gave up on the piece of shit that Helldivers is. Or whatever day that was. Uh, I watched the movie Concrete Utopia, and, which was a Korean disaster movie. Dude, I you know what? I even forgot what to look up. Um, Concrete Utopia. I could not... T- like, they show... I, the people in the movie think it was an earthquake. I don't remember what it was. Oh, maybe it was. It was a... Dude, okay. So, the way they depicted the earthquake, it was like a wave of earth... That was, like, as tall as a mountain, like, traveling fast 
through so you know it looked yeah. like a big impact crater or yeah. impact blast so like it wasn't like an earthquake it like completely fucking leveled korea damn completely ruined it damn uh, except for one single apartment complex which is what the movie is about and uh it's it was like pretty gruesome brutal. pretty brutal dude korean yeah, movies uh, are really good at like dude being i love just korean movies. i love it yeah korean i love korean disaster movies yeah. because korean men are so capable because yeah. all of them have served in the military they know so like, they at least know like basic shit yeah you know? korean movies like they they know how to do movies they know how to do they movies do really I, well. they really do horror movies I, and like disaster movies are like fucking you won't find you will you will be hard pressed to find a better a you know a better group of people to do a horror movie than Koreans. They just I don't oh, know what it no, is, truly. man. They just know how they got and it unlock. I they really do. And some of the, it's like this movie. I was watching it and I'm like, this is going to be kind of. Uh, I was like, there's one guy that I'm like, nah, we know his story's bullshit right away because I'm like, I see the hook. I know exactly what we're going to do with this guy. He's going to be. <laughs> The bad guy, and it was, and it was, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't yeah. even like, "Oh, of course, uh, of course." Like, yes, here it. we go. Yeah. The movie's fucking going now. I, um, uh, it, it was really, really good. Nice. I have to highly check recommend that out. it. I don't know how the fuck anybody could watch it. I uh, had to download it. I had to, I had to stream. Oh, word. Okay, I've watched like the torrent. I've watched Top Gun at work like three times. Oh, why? I don't Which know. One? Top Gun two. I don't know what it is, but like, I was traveling to Oklahoma. It's so good. It's so good, and like, it's so funny. So good because oh, dude, it a Concrete Utopia is a hundred percent around to me. Oh shit! Okay, so I need yeah, to watch it. Fifty-four ratings. Yeah. It's um, good. I don't know what it was. I was driving to Oklahoma one night, and I was like, man, I like maybe it's because I've been playing Hell Divers, and that gets me in a real like, like fuck yeah, patriotic fight. explosions, yeah. wanting to fight mood. And I was driving to Oklahoma, so watch- and I was like watching. <laughs> I was like, I like had like the the fight scenes in Top Gun playing when they're you know fighting those fifth gen planes or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is nice. So I just bought the movie and like played it while I was like listened to it while I was driving. I don't know what it's it so is, man. Cool. It's such a it's a good movie, and it cracks me it's up because, because so like, little bit of CGI. Yeah, that's so much good camera work, and it cracks me up because like that movie leaves nothing to your imagination. They explain no. everything, like. Like when, like when Except they're they they're yeah when they're the when whole they're, reason that they have to use those old planes, I was like yeah yeah none at all. <laughs> but like when they're in they're in that old fucking plane and those fifth gen fighters show up and they're like doing the hand the challenge signals and then the other plane moves behind him and Tom Cruise is like oh no they're getting into a weapons envelope and I was like okay yeah. thanks for telling us that no, Tom yeah we got it figured, we got yeah, it no. thank you yeah, yeah it's yeah. just it's it's no, like those movies spoon like, feeds it like, to you. They have to. Yeah, it's like yeah. they are uh, paneled, and every time the dum dums go, I don't get it. They're like, all right, we, right, we got to put, yeah, got to put that, that shit. They, in there. they literally, they're like, they can't complain about anything not making sense. Yeah, that's yeah, like dude, that's yeah, a hundred percent. The whole movie, I'm just like, wait, so why do we have to have? them do this yeah i don't you know what i mean the whole time i could not like, wrap my mind I, i'm also like i'm just like why they can't just drop a fucking they just can't drop a you know a, like a bunker buster through that like, hole I'm, they, I'm yeah yeah what's going I, on here uh you're just did not make a lot of sense no uh, but it was badass cool so cool so cool so cool and badass dude being a pilot uh, like that would be so fucking sick I think it would be. I really wanted to be a pilot. Yeah, would have been awesome. Yeah, but you're colorblind. Colorblindness. Yeah, yeah. you got the yeah. colorblindness. 
so I do want to put on the record again for the podcast that I was in fact correct about the Russian James Bond weapon yeah. that they put in the fucking space. <laughs> it really was a nuclear bomb that they want to put in space to blow up our satellites. Take out satellites. And they want to test it, and I was like, what? How are you going to do that? How? Yeah. yeah. How are you going to do that? They were, there was, so there was actually some drama about it because this House rep, Republican, comes out and is like, There's something bad about Russia. I can't tell you what it is. But, but Biden but something bad about it. This was the same week that we needed to do a vote on a basically spying bill that would allow them to make it a little easier to spy on U.S. citizens. So he says this shit, and then now after a while the news is starting to come out that the White House has known about this for weeks, obviously, and they've been talking to Russia, and they've they've been like trying to keep it on the DL so that if it doesn't go public, because if it, Putin sees, if everybody knows Putin has something, he's like, well, now I got to do it. I got to yeah. lay my dick out. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks I'm gonna whip my dick out. Yeah, I got to do it. Out. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was actually really bad that that dude came out and was like, because he wanted his little fucking spying bill. No and, fame, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, they now the drama is. The Russians want to test it, and America's like, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" How, like, how He's would like, you, like, brother? How are you planning to test it? I couldn't possibly understand how they're going to test it. Yeah, so like, uh, that's interesting. That doesn't make any. Are you going to just throw a nuclear bomb up there and hope it doesn't hit a fucking satellite or what? The thing is, a lot of it is like the Russians have had real like their space program's kind of fallen apart, and you don't they say. Can, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah. They can hardly launch anything into space anymore. And everyone's like, all right, could you even do this? Dude, yeah. The last thing we need the last thing we need thing? is Russia to try to launch a nuclear bomb in space. Yeah. And it goes somewhere else that's not space. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Dude, oopsies. Like, oopsies. Yeah. I just made this portion of your country uninhabitable for like And it's like, of course we don't want them to do it for the strategic implications, but we're also like, Russia, please don't try to do that right yeah. now. Like it's fine. Yeah. Don't do that. You can how they make aircraft carriers? We don't need you to try oh, yeah. to fucking. You can You can hardly make planes. Yeah. You guys are using tanks from seventy years ago. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this, please. Uh, so that was, and then uh, in in semi-related nuclear news, just today, the U.S. Attorney General announced nuclear material ma- nuclear materials trafficking charges against a Japanese yakuza leader. What? That's crazy. Oh, the Yakuza were trying to traffic nuclear materials from Burma to other nations. I didn't know Burma was interesting. Back. I interesting. Thought it was gone. I mean, the Yakuza put- is not like the force they once was from what I was reading. No, like they're no, still around, no, and, but they're not as powerful as they used to be. And for them to be like, yeah, we're going to traffic nuclear material. I was listen, like, damn, you guys are really this. exploring every avenue. Yo, for real, yeah. Uh, I know. I'm like, this is some gang shit. Yeah, this is yeah. Not gang this is, shit. This is like a villain. You like this is something yeah. a villain does. Um, and it said, in course of this conspiracy, Ebisawa and his confederates. What the, man? The wording in this thing is crazy. I'm so confused. But uh, they showed samples of nuclear materials in Thailand 
to a DEA undercover agent. And I'm like, why? What the fuck is the Was DEA the doing? involved in any of this? There's no in in that acronym. <laughs> why are the DEA in yeah. goddamn Thailand? Dude, what, what the, the fuck? fuck are you talking about? I just like, I hear like hearing shit like that. I'm like, well, like what? Like, I, I kind of want to just be a fly on the wall there so I can, like, what, what got you from... The D, like, what got you to the DEA going to the Thailand? DEA. The fucking drug enforcement agency. Maybe posing I, as a narcotics and weapons trafficker. I would, yeah, yeah I would say I would like to think that they were like, oh, the Yakuza are going to give us, you know, they're going to show us all their fentanyl or whatever, and they get there, and the Yakuza is like, here is the nuclear materials that we brought, and the DEA is like, oh, this might, this, oh, this is not what That's we thought. That's true. They're yeah. like, oh, oh, my oh God. shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here's my weapons grade plutonium. And they're like, are you like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> This shit away from me, dude. I let me. I'm trying to understand where they got it. Uh, oh, they were offering it to Iran, and I'm like, and I'm like, do you guys really want to get involved in all this shit? Yeah, like that's the whole fucking world's attention. Yeah, and that's like, I don't doesn't make any sense. You guys are perspective. Yeah, you guys are already struggling (laughs) to to like stay alive from what I. How do we reach out to the youths? Yeah, dude. Yeah, right. I'm like, you guys are already struggling to stay alive. You want to get wiped off the face of the planet because selling America? Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how you're gonna do it. You don't. You absolutely don't. They will have drone strikes on Japanese soil, Dude, bro. They, they fucking, won't fuck around. No, anymore. not at all. That's Dude, insane. that is so That's crazy bananas. to me. Uh, let's see. Hold on. UC1 had available. They, oh, they told them that ha- that they had 100 kilograms of uranium uh, yellow cake and uh, 2,000 kilos of thorium. Which is more of a reactor yeah. kind of stuff. What, and, where uh, did you fucking get it? Uh, I'm just. Where they said this is Burma, but I'm like Burma. First of all, the Justice Department calling it Burma is crazy. It's like a 40 year old word for yeah. it. It's been Myanmar for years, and I'm like, but but also I was like Burma has nuclear material. What if maybe we maybe it's like the Mormons. We just kind of left them alone for too long, and then now they're like, we're like what have you guys been yeah, doing? Yeah, well, peddling you know, nuclear materials. Having, well, they've been in the the junta for a few years. They've that's they've been fighting a coup basically for forever and i'm like i don't know Th- that whole thing sounds like a crazy yeah fucking dude plot. fucking like, uh, go into burma to get pro like probably a third or fourth party's nuclear materials i bet they just met there you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then like old probably old like belarusian fucking uranium <laughs> and and they meet in fucking bu- uh, there and then the japanese have it and they meet in thailand dude. with a fucking u.s agent <laughs> and he's like i gotta go tell <laughs> yeah He's oh, like somebody about this. He's like, oh, yellow cake uranium. That's so cool. Give me a second. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick and don't move <laughs> from here. This spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hand shaking as he like yeah, types in a satellite is, phone. Because it said he was posed as a drugs and weapons trafficker, and I'm like, yeah. So like this, that scenario is believable. Like, yeah, hey, you want some of this? And they're like, no. Yeah, they're like, here, Why? here are ten- walking around with that, dude. Right? Yeah, here are ten thousand Kalashnikov AK 47s But if you want something yeah. a little heavier, I've got some yellow spicier. cake over here. Yeah, a little spicy. You know what I mean, it's gonna cost <laughs> you a little bit extra, but it'll yeah. get the job done. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Uh, you that can is either crazy. you can either kill them or make sure they'll never live in their home uh, country ever. Also again. negotiated for the purchase of surface to air missiles. Dude, what like, the fuck? <laughs> if the big boss was like, "We need this stuff," I'm like, "I quit. I'll yeah. figure this out. I'm gonna yeah. quit." This, this is, is insane. Crazy. And also, this like, is crazy. 
the Yakuza getting their hands on surface to air missiles would be so funny. So, so funny, cool. dude. Yeah, it would be badass, bro. It would be I wonder, hilarious. Like, how many gangs are sitting on like really cool stuff that they save for like the worst Yeah, day, the, you know yeah, I mean? like the end of times or some shit like dude, that where they're like, like we got to beef mean, up. Maybe, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder if like... Uh, you know the Crips. That's, like yeah. one of them has a real RPG. That's like, yeah, a yeah, working yeah. RPG. The the <laughs> fucking satellites fail. We get knocked back like a hundred years, and like the Latin kings pull out a fucking like surface to air <laughs> missile, like in the back of a like truck. An old yeah. Russian multiple yeah. like, rocket launcher. Like what? The fucking the fucking. Remember blo- the Bloods have a tank. Colt was trying to buy old attack helicopters yeah, yeah, from yeah. the Soviets. It's yeah, yeah. Insane, and they were moving uranium. Uh-huh. Man, the Japanese. They, they love that one. uranium. When they get dirty. They get their hands dirty. They get their hands dirty. Oh my god, that's so nuts. The news is crazy these days. Dude, the, head, the headlines be headlining. It's entertaining, yeah. to say the least. A little scary, but you know, what are we going to do? We're just two guys with a podcast. Two guys with a podcast. Yeah, it's uh, generating us content. Oh, uh, our podcast that just got uh, tw- our 20,000th download. Yay! Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, uh, fuck yeah. yeah. Thanks, 20, guys. That's badass. Yeah, thanks. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and we don't share say it. that ever anymore because we are we got like... Yeah! Because we got go. a, a million <laughs> fucking other things uh, that we yeah. talk about. Oh, I actually put it on my music. Yeah, 20,000. That's pretty nuts. That's pretty big. Yeah, it took us forever to get to 10,000. Then after 10,000, it was just like... It didn't mean shit after that. Yeah, not a goddamn thing. It's a lot faster. We have a 4.8 on Spotify with 40 reviews. How dare one of you. Yeah, how dare one of you, yeah. I swear every time I see that... You bastards. You bastards. And I know all they did was give us a four star. I think, honestly, I think it makes us more authentic. Because if we only had like five stars, people would be like, oh, they just got their friends to go and rate the podcast. But since we have a 4.8, it's like, okay, somebody was disgruntled about something they said or something that happened. So it just makes us seem more authentic. So fuck you You for the four star, but thank you for the four star. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah, spin. You got to spin it. Spin it. Yeah, exactly. I'm a spin Uh, fucking champ. You been you done anything else? Yeah, I don't have much else in the way of updates. Uh, I went to the dentist today, um, so that was fun. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you did. You I did go to the dentist. Gums carved. Yeah, I uh, I wasn't as bad as I thought I was gonna be. I could have swore I was like there. I was like, there's no way I don't have like a million cavities. And I got there, and uh, they took my X-rays. And uh, the doctor came in and was like, "Okay, well, you got a chip in your tooth here because you grind your teeth." So she was like, "I'm gonna fill that in, and then we'll get you a, a night guard." So we got to scan your teeth, and I was like, "Okay." I was like, "What about the other cavities?" She was like, "What other cavities?" Uh, She's like, "No, everything's fine." She was like, "There's those there." Are, she was like, "There's two cavities that we found last time you were here, but they haven't gotten any worse, so they're they're not at a point where." we need to do anything about them because, you know, they just haven't gotten worse. I was like, that is wholeheartedly surprising. But thank you. I appreciate it. When are you just going to get a full set of porcelain chomp? That's what I want, dude. That's what I said. I was like, I'm about ready to just rip these fuckers out and just put some goddamn veneers. Yeah, I'm done, dude. Or like some straight metal teeth would be badass. Get some... uh, 
Dude, no, you gotta do, you gotta do those like blindingly white. Oh yeah, yeah, lips. like you can tell you they're know, fake. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if you get stranded want... on a desert island, you just gotta lay yeah. down and smile for a while. Signal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> signal of fucking see it in play. the goddamn dark. Yeah, bro. exactly. I yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I literally want my teeth to glow in the dark. If that can be done safely, get her done. I just I like I I want white teeth, but I'm like those striking white teeth like unsettle me. I'm like, dude, what? Like you look like you killed some elephants, and your teeth are made of ivory kind of like in community when pierce's dad's uh wig is made out of straight ivory um you know oh, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm like it's yeah, i don't know something Christ. about it. it it like it it creeps me out it freaks me the fuck out but other than that i, I had a what's up I, oh actually veneers don't glow in black light fascinating really yeah weird interesting um i had a show in memphis last weekend i think um it was really good sold out it was awesome. Uh, we had John and Will from Secondhand Serenade out, which was super fun. I love those dudes. They are fucking the homies. John's the only man I know that can drink as much as he drinks and then feels completely fine. Not a problem at all the next day. Um, Whoa, like, how old is this guy? Uh, crazy. I actually don't know, but I, I think he's like in his 40s. Um, oh, so he's like a dinosaur. Dude, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Stop playing fucking music, Spotify. Jesus. Um, let's see. How old is John? Second hand. Do you know who Yeet is? What? Do you know who Yeet is? Yeet? No. Yeah. Who is that? Dude, man, you're not hip. You're Am I not I hip with the fucking... Dude, you're not hip. I'm for real. Who is it? He eats huge with the kids. He's a rapper. Is he a rapper? Well, he just dropped an album. Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, his music kind of sucks and he looks weird, but like some of it's pretty good. And his most recent album was actually pretty good. So I was asking people around. I asked a few of my friends who listen to a lot of rap. I was like, do you guys... Do you know who Yeet is? Like, I've, I've seen him, but I've never heard any of his fucking music. You have, yeah. I, I've, I know oh, that. I? Yeah. There's a song everybody knows the song. I mean, because I asked this too. Uh, that audio that was going around with that Drake feature or Drake song where Drake's going like "Money for Fun," where he says that he's like "Money for Fun." Yeah, like, yeah. Usually somebody does something zesty. Uh, that song, the part where the guy's like, I saying, I do whatever I want. That's Yeet. Oh, that's okay. Fucking Yeet on the Drake song that everybody knows that song. And they're like, I've never heard a Yeet. I'm like, you literally, you know the song. You've I mean, it's it. dude, it's one of those things of like, you know, having a, like a viral soundbite on TikTok, and then like, you know, well, nobody mean, knows. He who has it a is. real career. Yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's he's pretty good. I like some of his early stuff. All kind of sounds pretty samey, but uh, yeah, he's huge with like the teens. Listen, the, I I'm, first heard about him on a Channel Five video. He fucking. Uh, interviews them and like it's like a bunch of 14 year olds at the concert going like eight for it. i'm it's really crazy. good at saying up staying up in hip with the slang i can't do slang and rappers and stuff Ultra? like that uh, yeah oh. like i I'm, I'm i'm struggling here i'm trying i gotta keep up i'm up. trying i always keep an eye on it just the names you know what i mean yeah, yeah dude I when i care. oh my god we went to a hockey game phantoms lost I always do. Rip, rip. Uh, it was, I was, it was so good because I had been stuck in the house for a week. I finally got to go outside and and see people and have fun. Yeah, and it was lit. And um, but the Uber driver, it's like kind of quiet for a while, and she goes, "So, uh, what do you think about Taylor Swift?" 
And I was like, okay. oh my god, I don't know where she could be going with this. Uh-oh. Because this was right after the... Right after Ma- the MAGA heads got real mad at her for existing or something. Yeah, something like uh, that. And, and I was like, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know whose side you're on if you're going to talk about Taylor Swift, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was kind of like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to say. And uh, Lizzie was like, oh, I, we see, you see her a lot these around, or like these days, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, that's such a good neutral, just be like, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's here. Mentioned often. Uh-huh. Yeah, and... And the lady was like, oh, my God, yeah, they talk about her way too much, blah, blah, blah. But then she was talking about her visiting, Taylor Swift visiting the town that she was from, I guess. And uh, she was talking, and she basically told us, like, the last five locations Taylor Swift has been in order. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, are you anti-Taylor are you a- Yeah, because you, you seem to be on the up and up on Taylor Swift side. You really know quite a lot about Taylor Swift. But I was like, I, I was, it was such a funny opener. I was like very worried about what they had to Where say. Where this was and going, yeah. Yeah, and I would never just, that's not my opener. No, no, not at all. Like, am I about to get into it? <laughs> hey, gang, what do y'all yeah. think about Yeah, what's, it, what's your opinions on Taylor Swift? Imagine dropping that at the bypanger. Dude, they'd fucking oh my God, me. bro. They'd fucking They would kill you. Um, it's all a bunch of fucking emos there. They, they don't listen to Taylor Swift. Dude, people like that, I don't know. I'm like, you You should, like, it's cool to like a certain type of music. Like, I like some, I like Taylor Swift songs. She's, a, like, she has, she is too successful to not have good songs. I'm sorry. Like, it, it, it might not be your cup of tea, and it might not be what you like, but she's got some good fucking songs. It's just, it is what it is. I um, think that about pretty much every artist. Yeah. That's- Pretty, pretty successful. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, dude, people who don't branch out from their fucking like music, like their preferred music taste. Like, I think it's so lame. It's one of the reasons like I, I never really like got a lot. Like I like punk music, but like in the punk scene, a lot of those people don't branch out from like metal is like punk that, music. They're like, oh, I only listen to punk rock. Metal like, has Seriously, bro. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I'm like, I can't. I cannot. I cannot sit there and only listen to punk rock. Like this shit. And they're like, the, the, what I really hated about the metal scene was uh, like, especially they hated rap. Like, yeah, for some it. reason. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking? I'm like, guys, I like when I can understand the, the words they're saying and they say a lot of good ones. Yeah. You yeah. guys don't lie to me. We're all screaming here. Shut the yeah. fuck up. And, you know, and it's for, a different game. And for you to never branch out and try you know it's different art. rap That's music insane, be- yeah dude. because you you don't like rap is wrong it's wrong you cannot You're like wrong. certain artists, but in in the hip hop genre. But you just saying, oh, I don't like rap. That's wrong. You're saying wrong. Rap's not good. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you and you're gonna sit there and say rap's not good, and you don't listen to it, how the fuck would you know rap's Dude, not that, good? Dude, that that really pisses me yeah. off. And then they'll like. It's always funny when they do that because they'll be like. Oh, I've heard enough. I'm like, name an artist. Yeah. And like, what? Eminem. Oh, I'm like, fuck you. Oh my fuck God. you. You oh stupid my God. bitch. You fucking stupid, <laughs> stupid bitch. Yeah, that shit pisses Just me off. Shut the fuck up. Be like, try something new. Like, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people that'll fucking squeeze every emotion I can out of a song. I'll play it 400 yes. times in a row. But I'm still going to go out and listen to new artists because one of them might have a song that I can squeeze all the fucking feelings out of until it's, you know, laying dead on the ground. And I'm like, I'm done playing with you. And then I move on to the next. Uh, uh, you said you wanted I to usually t- give this. Oh, what? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was, I was just saying, I usually give the songs uh, a rest, and then when I hear them organically in the playlist, they hit so Yeah, good so good. So yeah. good. You're like, damn, I forgot I, about I, this song. I was listening to Curse of the Black and Die like four times a day at least for like several weeks, and then I didn't for a couple weeks, and then I heard it again. Like, hell oh, yeah. This song is so good. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, you fucking, you want to talk about Helldivers? I know not probably not a lot of people here play video games unless... You come oh, watch man. the stream because it's all I've been playing for. I think a decent amount of them do. Yeah, it's all I've been playing point, for the remember past. Remember, we just have that two. guy. Yeah, that's you know what? True. Jim with the fart sniffing wife. Yeah, the fart sniffing wife. <laughs> what a terrible way to be identified. What a terrible way to be identified. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, we I tried to buy that game. Uh, because Snacks has been playing it and it looks badass. It's so fun. It looks so cool and fun. And I sat there for like an hour trying to get it to even play. And I was just looking at a black screen. And they're like, yeah, the game's broken. Yeah, guys, sorry. It's just broken right now. Everybody's trying to play it, so it's broken. And I was like, well, why? You really, you really br- are you selling it? bought it at its broken most brokenness because like usually that black screen is not a thing like it it just it takes yeah. you to the loading screen it's like servers are full trying again in 30 seconds and then I, you just and i was there. even preparing for the servers are full experience yeah and i was like yeah. are you are you shitting uh, me now if like, you if you I can't even go fuck with the controls yeah anything yeah single player fucking christ um, if you don't know hell divers is a game that was released recently by a small developer two specifically yeah hell divers two was released recently by a small development company and and it got a lot of traction because it's a really fun game. And the servers have been at capacity for the past like two weeks. So like when I want to play, and I saw some numbers about this. I saw that Helldivers one yeah, peak at seven thousand. It was it, it peaked anywhere game. from seven to ten thousand players, and then Helldivers two yeah. fucking is at like four hundred. Th- yeah, four or five hundred thousand. It's fucking yeah. crazy. But and that's more than GTA five. Yeah. So which is. Uh, I'm like, also, GTA 5 is sitting at that much all the time Ridiculous. Still. Ridiculous. Stop! Um, but, like, if I want to play the game, like, if I'm going to stream and that's what I'm going to play, because uh, it, it's what I've been, all I've been playing, like, tonight, I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing. But uh, if I want to play the game and stream it, I have to start the game, like, 20 to 30 minutes before I start streaming. So I'm already, like, once the stream actually starts, I'm in the game and not, it's not just a w- perpetual waiting screen. Um, so but ridiculous. yeah, their servers are at capacity and the reason they, they, they tweeted about it and we were like, we can't just like buy more servers because the problem is we have to strengthen the backend code to handle all of these people coming in. Um, and our issue with it is if you've got a game that like people can't get into, like you can't, you just can't play it because the servers are full and, and like not everybody's going to wait fucking an hour to get in to play this game. Why are you still selling it? Especially when the black that's screen is happening. Dude, like, why are you still make, it. letting it be Look, purchased? I understand all the technical challenges associated with it. It's so funny because the Helldivers uh, Discord, it's basically people saying you are being corpo simps for a broken piece of nothing right now. Yeah. And then the other half is, uh, here's the situation. I don't care it, it doesn't matter. You're still, at the end of the day, with all the situation, selling a broken game to people. Yeah. And it's like, 
Plenty of people have the game. Let them play it. I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Fine. But fix the game. Let it chill out for a little bit. You know? Then, and then you can fucking let more people buy it. And my thing is, too, like... If, so lame. If There's you... no other concept like that in, in business. I'm like, no. nobody can wrap their mind around that. I'm like, uh, and explain this to me, the precedent of this, anywhere if, else. If you were to not take the game completely off Steam, but make it unpurchasable... It, I, I assure you, it would probably yes. drum up more free marketing. Like there would business, be headlines yeah. of like, "Oh, Hell Divers Two, you know, not spend sales, from yeah, suspend sales, yeah, exactly." And and then it would drive up all this fucking interest in the game of people being like, "Oh, I can't wait till it goes back, you know, is viable again." I saw the CEO was like, "Don't buy the game right now; it's not working." And I'm like, and and then these the fucking loser fucking jerk offs are going oh, he's so transparent Ish. and i'm like why right, is yeah selling? then why are you and still like, selling also, it? there's so many people who aren't gonna see what the fuck hell divers 2 ceo yeah, has the yeah. fuck to say about the game i want i want to get gonna buy a game i want to give him the benefit of the, doubt, of the doubt and say since it's published by sony that he can't just make the decision of being like okay make it make it a word nobody can purchase it on steam i feel like that might be a decision that has to go through sony because they're the publisher and if we know anything about sony they're not going to be like oh a bunch of people want to buy this game we're not going to take it down oh but we texted i texted you about it sony was the only one to pull cyberpunk that's true such a broken piece of shit when it came out that's true but i think that's a different situation because the problem with Helldivers is that you can't just... If you wait long enough, you can get in the game and it works fine. But with Cyberpunk, you just... Well, you couldn't play the, the motherfucker. Not well, that, not maybe. the black screen day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, not, yeah. now, because I was playing it yesterday, you can sit there and wait long enough and get in the game and you can play it for as long as you'd like. But when Cyberpunk came out, it was just strictly like a broken piece of shit. Like, it was not like... It was just unplayable because of how many bugs and glitches there were. So... I think Cyberpunk was a special case, but still, you know, it just shows that Sony has made the decision to pull a game from the shelves, and they could definitely do it with Helldivers 2, but they have chosen not to because people are still going to buy it. And I really wanted to play it, and then I went from, like, about to... And about to sit and patiently wait to play the game to, wow, I literally just spent my money on a broken nothing. Yeah. I, it made me so mad. I was like, I'm not in the mood to deal with this. That it's, I was like, fuck games. I hate the gaming industry right now. Yeah, I don't even want to fucking. It's fucking abysmal. I went and watched a movie. I was like, it fuck that. That makes me too abysmal. mad. Well, that is like, there is, again, no other fucking precedent in business where that concept can exist, yeah, where yeah. they just sell shit yeah. to people. And people oh, keep buying and buy it, buy it and buy it. I think I, I think we're past the black screen of death now. So like if now we're back at the waiting patiently to play the game. Which I will I will I will try again today and make sure we're still at the patiently waiting to play the game and keep you updated. Which isn't an amazing place. It's, no, still. it's not a great it's place not. to be. It's better than the black screen because like the other day you couldn't even get to the waiting screen. You were stuck yeah. on a black screen for God knows how long. Like I sat God there with the black long. screen on for like an hour and then it put me in the waiting screen and it's Instead of it being like trying to trying to connect to servers, it just said defrosting Helldiver for like forty minutes. I was like, "This is fuck you, fuck you." (laughs) So I had to verify my game files, and that like 
I don't know if that fixed it, but I tried it a couple more times after that, and it let me in. But still, uh, it's really fun though. It's a very the the so cool. the marketing of That's this what hurts so bad I know, about yeah, it. I really yeah. want to play it, and, and the marketing that has been happening for Hell Divers, and I'm not talking like corporate marketing. I'm talking like word of mouth marketing has been unlike any other fucking game in the last couple years. Because like people are advertising this game, you know on their own because it's got such a good lore and it's like the 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 community behind it is very much like it's like role playing it's very much role playing dude yeah. i know i love that i, I love, love the that. i love the videos i see that are like you know fucking veterans oh. you know privates dropping into eleventh creek or whatever what what do you what we're are getting, you we're getting i'm looking at the stats right now we're getting a ton the most downloads out of any location is Australia right now. Hell yeah, dude! Out Let's of go. Victoria, Australia. That's it's. Hell it's yeah! Two. Holy shit! It's the Ned so Kelly weird. episode, dude. They heard we were talking about him. They were like, "Let's go give it a listen." Dude, he's very big. Cool. He's an Australian. That, like, folk. Not, we don't have a single state that even has a hundred downloads out of it. And this one, and that one state in, tech, in Australia has two hundred. That's crazy. I wonder. Uh, I That's wonder, crazy. What's up, Australia? We, Oh my god! Right, I know that's Dude, so cool. Hello. What if? What if? Hello, yeah. What? Like, what if? Did we I do be- an Australian accent earlier? I apologize. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> the wholeheartedly, my bad. I wonder if, like, what if we become one of those, like, like inner podcasts or whatever that are just big in other countries and not the United big States. In Australia. Yeah. So, like, we're like, that's uh, honestly, the most beautiful ideal is. form of I, fame I've yeah. ever wanted out of my whole life. You don't have to change Everybody your life who likes in America. Me is. Somewhere yeah, else. <laughs> across the ocean. And so I can mentally prepare myself for if I go over there, what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's so cool. We've been talking I would love for, for our podcast to be big in Japan. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love that. I would absolutely love I that. I picked Japan because that's the expression, big in yeah. Japan. You know, um, do anything weird. We've been talking for 50 we, minutes. All right, all right. Yeah. Who's, it's my turn to go first, ain't it? Yeah, I believe so. Right on. Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I, and I've also been on a campaign of bringing back, you know, making the word cunt more, um, oh, yeah. more prevalent yeah. in the United States. Because the Australians yeah. got it down great. When they they started introducing they cunt to every cunt. other yeah, yeah, every other word, they started serving cunt with that. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> we're trying to bring it to the United States. So if you listen to this, start incorporating cunt into your daily uh, vernacular and vernacular. all the people are like, "Oh, that's just that's too bad of a word." Why? Shut up! You'll say you're fuck. So lame. Yeah, you'll say I'm fuck. Like, you'll but fall. you're just convincing yourself one word matters. Yeah, Shut yeah, up. it's a fucking yeah, exactly. There is one word that matters. That, one. that yeah, that is, is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, but every other one. But up. cunt doesn't marginalize a group of people except cunt. Yeah, that's true. Get off my that's goddamn true. laptop! Holy shit! What the fuck? All right, we're good. Uh, so I'm starting us off. I'm covering the spice this season or this episode, and I decided to cover another cunt famous person. Hell yeah, Andy Dick. I'm covering Andy Dick. Okay, interesting. Cunts interesting. and dicks. That's what Cunts this and dicks, about. baby. You know about Andy Dick? Yeah, you he's know? a piece of shit. Yeah, there's he's a, a lot. huge piece so, of shit. If you don't know about Andy Dick, buckle the fuck in because we got a lot to cover. Yeah. Uh, he was born, real quick, born December 21st, 1965 in Charleston, South Carolina, and was adopted at birth. Doesn't He's not, yeah. He moved around a lot, ended up in uh, Pennsylvania, New York, apparently a little bit of Yugoslavia. Really? His dad was in the Navy 
Um, I couldn't find any source for that. Everybody repeated the exact same sentence, and I was like, someone made this up on Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't know. Just I couldn't. Um, and then he ended up in Chicago in 1979. He went to high school in Georgia, where he did a lot of theater productions and was somehow elected homecoming king in his senior year. Really? After high school, he went to Columbia College in Chicago while he took improv comedy classes at the I.O. Theater. Uh, there's like a five year gap where I couldn't really figure out what the fuck he was doing. Probably bussing and sucking, you know how it is. Yeah, and yeah. hard to tr- uh, track down what he was doing. But eventually he gets on uh, and he gets picked up by uh, to be a member of the Ben Stiller Show, a sketch comedy show on Fox that lasted a whopping four months in nice. 1993. Around that time, he also showed up on the third night of Letterman's show for like a little role he did as like a page in a skit. Um, Ben Stiller show did 12 episodes, had Judd Apatow, Jeff Kahn, Bob Odenkirk, Ben Stiller, like crazy cast Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Dude, there's a lot of 90s lore in this, uh, if you guys are interested. I was really getting into reading about this. Um, in 94, he gets another role in a Ben Stiller movie, fought and scrapped for little roles for a year, gets a spot in The Nanny, um, and Get Smart, News Radio, Less Than Perfect, all these shows, he's like, gets regular roles. Yeah. Starts doing better in the 90s, getting more and more attention. Well, as he gets more and more famous, his appetite for intoxicants, unfortunately, only grew. He had uh, even gone back to AA in Chicago, and his AA sponsor was Chris Farley. No shit. R.I.P. to a fucking real If you know a lot about Chris Farley... Uh, he didn't do an amazing job of being sober himself yeah. and probably wasn't the best choice as a sponsor for Andy Dick. Yeah. Um, and in fact, Chris Farley died of an overdose on December 18th, 1997. Very near this time, like, it's not sure if it's right before or right after, but it's right around this time. Uh, Andy Dick went to a Christmas party of a dear friend and a co-worker, Phil Hartman. Another star on the show of News Radio. Uh, the cast of News Radio is also crazy. Joe Rogan was a part of it. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? fuck? I was listening to a Joe Rogan interview where Joe, like on the podcast, where he was talking about working with Andy Dick. And I was like, oh my God. Damn. That's insane. I didn't even realize that. Um, so, yeah. Phil Hartman, yeah, was also a star on the show uh, called News Radio. Um, Hartman's wife, named Bryn, was an addict in recovery, and she had been sober for 10 years. Andy Dick showed up into her fucking life and doesn't give a motherfucker about it, and he ends up getting Bryn to relapse on his cocaine She that night. Yeah. Bryn's relapse was significant, and she began using and drinking all over again. And she had previously had been really, like, really had struggled with it, and to fall back into it was extra horrible. Yeah. Bryn's relapse was significant, and so she starts drinking again, picks up pretty much everything she was doing again. Five months later, uh, after a dinner with drinks, she and her husband, Phil Hartman, go back home, and they get into an argument. He goes to bed. At 3 in the morning on May 28, uh, just five months after relapsing with Andy Dick, she shoots Phil Hartman once in the face, throat, and chest. And Damn. She was on Zoloft, booze, and cocaine at the time. Damn. Dude, insane. Damn. Uh, John Lovitz was a friend and former co-star at SNL with Hartman. 
he ended up taking over Phil's role on news radio and famously was not a big fan of Andy Dick. You don't do you know the say, story? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, Andy Dick said on Tom Green's show that John Lovitz blamed him for Phil's death. Dude, all of the the names of yeah, this is Yeah, it's insane. Um Tom Green, dude, he's so fucking funny. I totally <laughs> I, I always forget about him and then like he'll pop Tom up. So yeah. Fun. He was really way before his time. 100%. Dude, he would have been huge now. Um so News Radio was canceled after the following season and during the taping of one of the last episodes Andy Dick says to John Lovitz, you shouldn't be here. And Andy said, uh, or John Lovitz said, I wouldn't be here if you hadn't given Bryn Coke in the first place, which is true. Yeah. Uh, and very sad. Um, and that even, even the end of him being a cunt to John Lovitz. In 2006, Andy Dick comes up to Lovitz in a restaurant and says, I put the Phil Hartman hex on you. You're the next one to die. Awful thing what to say. What the fuck? Insane. Andy doesn't think that he did is like responsible for Phil Hartman's death, but he is. You can say for reasons that I agree there's agency in her murder that he's not, but he is yeah. instrumental in his death. And even if he isn't, horrible thing to say. Uh, so um, Lovitz just grabs him by the shoulders, and and the restaurant comes and he's like, he's like, get them the fuck out of here, and they get Andy Dick kicked out. Then just a year later, uh, Andy tries something similar at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club. And they're at the bar, and this time John Lovitz grabs him by the hair and smashes his head into the bar. Several Hell times. yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, that like that story, I was like, man, John Lovitz, dude, awesome. <laughs> great, incredible. Have you do you know any like John Lovitz roles? Like, yeah, I loved him in Bench Warmers, dude, and Rat Bench Race. Warmers, Rat Race yeah. was good too. Rat Race, yeah, he was so fucking funny, Rat Race. Um, so a funny aside. Mike Myers, I saw this, it was like on a YouTube clip that I found on a forum post of that Mike Myers doing an interview uh, at, in the credits of this show about how sad he was at the funeral with Phil, at Phil, Phil Hartman's funeral and he was with John Lovitz and they were like, you know, devastated yeah. sitting there quietly. And uh, Mike Myers says, I, I just can't believe Bryn murdered Phil. And John Lovett says, oh, come on. You're making it sound worse than it was. But, uh, <laughs> and they start, <laughs> start busting up. <laughs> I thought that's so funny. Mike Myers said that he thought Phil Hartman would think that was a really good joke. So I was like, that's a good. great story. And yeah. I was like, man, deep, deep comedy 90s lore. I know, years. right? Uh -huh, so dude. many names. Fucking Chris Farley and Andy Dick and not, Mike Meyer. Not man. an unknown name in this fucking storyline. No, lineup. for real. Uh, except, it's funny you say that, except for literally this next guy. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Less than a year after that story, Andy's partying with David Strickland. Do you know who David Strickland is? Uh, I would have to see a face, because that name... Yeah, he's a TV actor famous for his role on Suddenly Susan. What? Uh, uh, it was in like a 90s sitcom, I think with, I'm not going to guess, I'm not going to guess. If I say the wrong name, everybody will make fun of me. Yeah, they will. Uh, that's Brooke true. Shields, that's right. Okay. Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Interesting. Yeah. Is there, is Brooke Shields, she doesn't do music, does she? Fuck if is I know. A, is there a famous country lady that has Shields in her name? Uh... Let me see. Let's look. Uh, but yeah, David Strickland was just um, a guy on that show. He he looks 
whatever. Yeah. Um, so they were partying together. They spend three days partying in strip clubs, flying from L.A. to Vegas. The binge starts three days before Strickland was due to court to report for his probation and drug rehab process. Oh, Andy Dick fucking, fucking partying dude. with the guy who's about to go piss in a cup. Yeah. After being a prostitute for a few hours and drinking a six-pack, he hangs himself in his room with a bedsheet. God damn. Uh, it's... Now, Strickland suffered from bipolar disorder and was off of his meds, but that's another Andy Dick's around a couple dudes pretty closely before their death. Yeah. Uh, you're like, you're bro, you, yeah, Not you're good. fucking garbage. Not good. Uh, just a few weeks after that, Andy Dick drove his car into a utility pole, high and drunk with a car full of coke and weed. It got his charges dismissed after an 18-month diversion program. <clears throat> Hold on, I need to uh, wet my whistle because I'm about to crack into the the fire them off. Okay, all right, fucking god, Andy Dick's such a piece of shit. This is a lot. It took a lot to compile it into one timeline. Yeah. Okay, in 2004, uh, December 2000, I have to do it by months because Jesus, <laughs> several incidents Christ. per year. <laughs> Starting us off in December 2004. Indecent exposure for flashing somebody at a McDonald's. 2005, he whips out his junk in a comedy club in Alberta, gets removed from the show, and has the second night of the show canceled. Same year, he also tries to grope Courtney Love at the Pamela Anderson roast. He also successfully groped Pamela Anderson at the Pamela Anderson Jesus roast. Jesus fucking Christ. At the 2006 roast of William Shatner, he licked Carrie Fisher, Patton Oswalt, and Farrah Fawcett. Uh, <laughs> what later the? that year at, at LA Comedy Club, he called the crowd a bunch of N-words. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? That one, didn't you expect that one? No. Uh, he... He defended it by saying it was like a reference to something this one black comedian joked about. It doesn't I was like, matter. It you're doesn't out of matter. Your mind. Yeah, for real. Are you just trying? You, know, you trying to rack up oh, like piece of shit points? Like you're like, all right, what haven't I done yet? Uh, 2007, he touches Ivanka Trump on the uh, live on the Jimmy Kimmel show and was forcibly removed on camera. Kimmel also said he'd spoken to Dick afterwards, and Dick was not upset about the incident. Well, thank God yeah, for that. Yeah, for real. Two th- <laughs> 2008, this is one of his worst ones, arrested for pulling down the tank top in a bra of a 17-year-old girl, then found with weed and zannies, got ba- sexual battery and possession. Jesus fucking Christ. January 2010, gropes a bartender and a patron in West Virginia. In October of that year, he whips out his junk at a cafe, no charges. 2011, he gets kicked out of the AVN Awards, the Adult Video Porn Star Awards, uh, for harassing a star. Later that same year, he gets indicted for the 2010 groping incident, but the indictment came after he pissed on the backdrop and fell on it at the Newport Tribute Film Festival. That's all one year. Jesus fucking Christ, (laughs) Oh, and it's also the same year that he called Howard Stone a, quote, hook-nosed Jew. Okay. And uh, he also hit his boyfriend with a liquor bottle and got a felony charge. 2010 was Andy Dick's not worst year. I'm sorry. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, that's fucking bananas. There's no rock bottom for Andy He just keeps digging. He's like, he's got a shovel and he's going. Uh, So in 2000, the 2011 charges were pretty serious. So he goes on parole, keeps shit clean for a whole whopping five years. The quietest five years of the entire experience of Andy Dick being famous. He gets fired from a movie role in an indie film in October of 2017 for what you have to guess. Probably whipping his dick out. 
or groping, uh, groping. somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 groping. Yeah. yeah, and licking at least four members of the production crew and staff. What uh, the fuck? Quote, he said, I might have kissed somebody on the cheek to say goodbye and then lick them. That's my thing. I licked Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher at a roast. It's me being funny. Nobody likes Nobody thinks that. it's funny. It's You can't nobody be like, oh, I'm just being it. funny when nobody's laughing. You're just being a dick. He makes me so mad. He is like a yeah. really awful person. Like, like, oh my God. And what's crazy is, uh, you know, read, watching these interviews and reading stuff, he has like a lot of support um within the, a lot of the the comedy community cuz apparently when he's sober he's like a wonderful guy and very funny blah 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 and and like he's on record of saying like he knows he's shit but there's a lot of instances of him like not knowing he's shit yeah. so I'm like maybe maybe recently he's figured it out but uh, like he had the worst personality forever yeah, up until good that. god um so the Andy Dick followers are like, oh my god, you know, if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're like, oh, you're talking about the movie Raising Buchanan. No, uh, he got kicked out of two movies that oh year for the god. same shit, the other one being Vampire Dad. Um, so two movies for licking. Oh my fucking god. You're like, it's not even funny. You're yeah, such a toddler. You would think That's when horrible. you get kicked out of one movie for doing it, you're like, all right, maybe I shouldn't do that on set. Why do you, you even know? have a career, you fucking yeah, loser? Yeah, for real. Oh my god. Uh, 2018 misdemeanor battery and assault charges for groping a woman. Uh, he actually gets another groping charge on an Uber driver later that same year. This one, he ends up getting real charges, gets 90 days in jail in 2022, and finally is ordered to register as a sex offender. They gave him many chances. Um, this is also the same year that his ex-wife and son get a five-year restraining order from Andy due to his belligerence while drinking. I would say this is probably his worst year. That's that's pretty bad. Okay. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's not uh, good. Yeah, 20, I mean, restraining order from your wife and son, man? Uh, yeah, you, dude, I, again, he's just, Europe. he's got a shovel and he's digging. Oh, my and God. He's got a pickaxe and he's going. Uh, 2019, uh, Andy Dick gropes a man, and that man knocks him the fuck out, Hell finally. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, that 2021, felony charge for assault after a week-long bender. He gets in a fight at a restaurant, and he hospitalized somebody with a metal chair. I do bet, I was like, man, I bet Andy Dick can scrap. He's such a piece he, of Yeah, shit. he's gotten into he's probably, probably so many fights. The that, dude's been in the drunk tank a million yeah, times. Yeah, he can at least yeah. defend himself, probably. Um, I actually learned that from a post from his fiance Elisa Eliza Jordana, who was a very minor influencer, twenty thousand followers, okay. subscriber kind of thing. She it was engaged to him. I was like, why are you doing? Why would you? Yeah, you, know, you know about all the other talking, stuff, right? She's just talking about his week and like how it, she was like, yeah, it's pretty bad. I kind of thought something like this might happen, and then he hit somebody with a chair, and now he's in jail. And what I'm like, the fuck? Like, why? Is it because okay. he's a, okay. a celebrity? Air quotations. He's not anymore. Yeah, huh? no. yeah. Uh, May of twenty twenty two gets arrested for felony sexual battery of a man in Orange County. Charges drop after accuser refused to cooperate. This one made me think that that one kind of reeked to him beating a sex worker. I think that's what that one. That's been. yeah. Like, I can see that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Your audio's cut out. Give me a second. Goose's audio's cut out right now, so I'm going to leave the call and come back in. Give me a second. All right, you there?
Yeah. Okay, your audio cut out for a second, or like it just it cut out and then it wouldn't come back on. I don't know what happened. Me? Yeah. Now I can hear you. No. Okay. Okay. So. That's so weird. Uh, the last thing uh, you said that I caught was uh, you think it was last year, yeah, for him beating up a sex worker. And oh then, yeah, because yeah. of the charges. This was after dropped. in 2022 he got mugged in Vegas. I think somebody just molly whopped him. Yeah, for being near him, you know. I, I'm like, I would. I fuck. Yeah. yeah, Andy Dick's probably constantly begging to get. I, yeah, him. I've got an Andy Dick force field around me at this point, where I'm like, you come yeah. in with this distance of me, you're. Just, I'm swinging. I'm, I'm swinging. Uh, uh, October of 2022 arrested for stealing power tools like dude what are you doing you might not be broke as fuck if you didn't get kicked out of all the movies that you were gonna be working on for licking people and finally in january of 2023 he gets arrested again for public intoxication and failure to register as a sex offender just for the record Andy Dick had a role in movie, TV, and video games, and literally every year until 2022. That's crazy. So I just want you guys to know, for all of that, he was working. That's insane. Doesn't that piss you Why off? Why the fuck would God. you hire a man like that? That pisses me off. And it's dude. like one of those oh. things of like, you're not even going to, it's not like the name, like having his name on it is going to sell more. Like if someone was like, oh, I'm doing this movie with Andy Dick. I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. Why would I watch no. that? No. Who cares? Um, the story about him with, oh, the Joe Rogan thing. He was with Nick Kroll. Oh. And Nick, Nick that was the interview. And Nick Kroll had done an inter, uh, had done a Andy Dick voice in, on American Dad. He did, he did an Andy Dick impression. Oh, okay. And he was talking about how when Andy Dick's sober, he thinks it's really funny and tells him that, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. But when he's drunk, he's like, so. Oh. And not it's into like, it? Kinda like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, God, Andy Dick is just the, the fucking, fucking worst. fucking worst, dude. And, like, I can understand you being, like, a really swell guy when you're sober and then being, like, the worst when you're drunk. But, like, if you don't do things, if you don't, like, do things to stop your addiction uh and you just continue being a piece of shit then it's like i just don't really have any sympathy for you he's horrible yeah dude. no sympathy for horrible. you at all and he has way too many instances of denying his responsibility in it he really reminds me of chevy chase a lot he just feels like totally justified yeah you know? yeah very uh, like a lot, no, lot of parallels in that story you're a piece of shit uh, and he, especially for like like chevy chase is one of the things of like obviously you know, he was huge uh, in the 70s, 80s, or whatever. You know, he was in fucking tons of good movies, all this and whatever, and his ego got super big. It was always big, but I guess, you know, got a little big for his britches. But it's like, Andy Dick, you weren't, you were in like a maybe one or two okay movies. Dude, uh, yeah. And that's it. And like, like, you had some like okay roles on some 90s sitcoms. Yeah. That most people don't remember. Anymore. Yeah. Like, so. you, you definitely don't have the fucking, you know, uh, you don't have the work experience to have the ego that you have. You know, fuck you. That's insane. Just insane. I, I was like, I don't... And and it's so tragic. Like, I don't know. He His association with so many people who died, yeah. too. It's yeah, because... Crazy. I'm sure, like, you know, those people... The Chris Farley thing? I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know. That makes me sad. Those people would definitely still have those problems if they didn't get, you know 
in cahoots with Andy Dick, but like they definitely like pro- they probably wouldn't have fucking died um, if he hadn't put them on another fucking bender. Especially with, I kind like, of agree, yeah. Especially with like you know Phil Hartman's Brynn. wife, yeah, yeah Brynn. Yeah. Like uh, it was it was a well known thing that she had. Uh, you know, she struggled with addiction. And for you to be like, oh, fuck that, I'm going to give you cocaine. To give her blow, To dude. someone who, like, uh, again, struggles with addiction years. and can't say no to something like that. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Fuck you. I hope you get your ass kicked. Again. I do. Again. I, hope, I really just hope everything bad. I mean, Andy Dick's life sucks, and I hope it gets worse. That's pretty much how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, fucking. Unfortunately, not a lot. Of, there is, like, some justice. At least he's going to jail a bunch. Yeah. And is a sex offender, which is good. That probably makes his life a little harder. A little harder, yeah, but I don't maybe, know. Maybe, I mean, he hasn't had a job since since then, so maybe that'll finally end it. I just think, I just think, like, once a day, someone should send, like, a pro fighter to his house and just beat the shit out of him and be like, all like, right, at see least you tomorrow. He should get, like, one fucking swift, like, kidney punch. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. day. Agreed. Every day. Agreed. At or the very organ, least. you know, yeah. whatever. Liver, organ. At the very least. Um, yeah, I, I always... learned recently that, you know that old-timey fighting pose? Yeah. Where, you, where they got their hands like, you know why they do that? Why? Because they were doing bare knuckle back then. Yeah. And it was more common. To, they were trying to, it's all body oh, shots. Protect their, yeah. to protect their liver. Yeah. Dude, getting hit in the face. Uh, and like, you can uh, get knocked out from getting punched in the liver. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just, dude, uh, fucking. That, dude, that has to be the worst feeling in the world. Anytime, but. anytime I talk to somebody who like, because I did like kickboxing for like seven years or like nine years or whatever. Anytime I talk to somebody about it and they're like, oh yeah, getting hit in the face must not have been fun. I'm like, getting hit in the face is fucking nothing. It's getting hit in the fucking body that like getting hit in like the 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 stomach and like taking a kick or like getting a punch in your solar plexus, you know, taking a fucking punch to the the liver or the kidney or whatever, or a big one getting kicked in the stomach. It hurts 10 times worse than getting punched in the face because it's not like you get punched in the face. It's like, oh, that hurt. But it feels, you know, I don't feel that bad. I don't like after face that. stuff because of my teeth. And my, that's yeah. That, I mean, my that, that my jaw got punched out. That is like a, that. that is a real fear. But like when you get hit in the stomach hard enough, it's like a dull pain that Ugh, persists. You're going to poop. Like you, yeah, you, gonna, you get hit and you're like, oh, that kind of sucked. And your shitches. Yeah. And you, you get hit and you're like, oh, that kind of sucked. And then like a couple seconds go by and you're like, oh shit, that really sucks. And you see, all the time in like professional fights where someone takes a really nasty like body shot like a kick to the fucking abdomen or whatever and they get kicked and they put their hands back up to start fighting and then they're like oh shit and they double over it hurts so bad oh it's so bad um it's my turn to talk about the good guy so um, it's a man yeah so so usually it's more fun to talk about the baddies, but today I am pretty excited to talk about this story. I'm going to be talking about the 369th Infantry Regiment from World War I. Um, a, they were oh, okay. a New York National Guard regiment, and they're more commonly known as the Harlem Hellfighters, uh, which is such a fucking badass name. Uh, good name. Yeah, super good name. Their motto was, don't treadle me, goddamn, let's go. Uh, hard. And but more specifically, we're going to talk about the regiment, but more specifically, uh, we're going to talk about the heroic actions of Henry Johnson, who was a part of the Harlem Hellfighters. 
So a little backstory: uh, the 369th was formed in 1916. This was right as it was looking likely that we, the U.S., was going to enter World War One. And so civic leaders from Harlem lobbied their asses off, and finally were able to get the governor Charles Whitman to finally form an all-black unit, who is first known as the 15th New York National Guard Regiment. So it was mostly compromised of enlistees from Harlem with some men from Brooklyn, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Uh, William Hayward, a white attorney. Yeah, it's you. Uh, William, a, William Hayward was a white attorney and a former Nebraska National Guard colonel. He was named as the commander of this unit, and he hired a mix of white officers to please the fucking governor, uh, I roll. And then he would, but he would tell these white officers, he would say, you meet men according to the rank of soldiers and warn them if they if if they intended quote if they intended to take a narrow narrower attitude they had better stay out. Um, and Colonel Hayward also hired uh, you know a, a, a plethora of black officers to build support within the regiment. You know that's mainly from Harlem. So America enters WW1 in early April of 1917. It was the war to end all wars, which was obviously a fucking lie. Um, anyway, so we enter the war, and America's like, all right, gang, let's go help the Brits and the French, and we're going to fight the Germans. And uh, like most of the people in America were like, fuck that. We don't want to do any of that. And the U.S. was like, well, I wasn't fucking asking. So I, yeah, this isn't a democracy. Yeah, I was that not was asking. An illusion, idiot. Yeah, so they started drafting motherfuckers to battle. The Harlem Hellfighters were sent to train for combat uh, in Jim Crow ruled Spartanburg, South Carolina, and uh, they faced some pretty extreme racial prejudice uh, day in and day out while they no trained to fight way. for the. Yeah, you don't say. Uh, wow. Every day while they trained to fight for uh, a country who didn't give a fuck about them. But they continued with their mission and responded to racial insults and threats with, quote, fortitude and without retaliation. And a lot of it was like, you know, they had this feeling that if they went and fought for their country and, and you know, fucking battled it out, that they would, you know, receive, you know, equality, which is not what happened, unfortunately. Um, and so these racist pieces of shit, their insults and, you know, their threats really only strengthen the bond between the men of the 15th. Um, and, you know, obviously their fucking racist mindset did the exact opposite of what they wanted it to do. You fucking stupid boners. So when the U.S. started sending troops to fight, the British and the French were like, please, sir, can I have some backup? Just a couple of Whittable twoops. And uh, so... They kept asking for reinforcements because their ranks were depleting, and General Pershing was like, absolutely not, nerds. Fuck you. And he gave this big whole speech where he was like, if we're sending in American troops, they're going to fight for an American general, and they're going to fight under an American flag. And then he kind of turned his face to the side and was like, except for the black guys. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and with that, the Harlem Hellfighters were shipped off to France, uh, when their training was complete. And the, <laughs> I, I know right away, I think I know some of the story, but it's like, 
Oh, well, the French people don't hate the black. Yeah, they had a great, yeah, yeah. they were treated so so well. They were like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're barely even Americans to us. Give them to the French. And they're like, yeah, the French are like, what the fuck is up, dude? Oh, my God. And so (laughs) this is awesome. So these 2000 troops arrived in Brest, France in 1918. And on the first day uh, there, they knocked the fucking dicks off the French with the uh, the jazz rendition of I'm going to fucking butcher this La Marseillaise. um, no, you nailed it. Th- thank you. Hell, goddamn right, I did. That's gotta um, be correct. It's gotta be correct. I'm not gonna look it up. And we're big in Australia. Yeah, not. not yeah, fuck. fuck. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna preface this fucking story with being like, I've talked a lot of shit about the French, but in you know, I because of this story. You know the bar for me and French people have moved up. It's moved up a little bit. So I'm gonna the French. Just, the French kicks the mass in World yeah, War One. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I just go ahead and say that right now. So. The French were like, oh, wee wee, ha ha, what the fuck is this music? And so <laughs> it's so much better than ours. And the men, the men were renamed at this time the U.S. 369th Infantry Regiment and assigned to the U.S. Army Services of Supply. And that basically meant they were doing all of the shit work. They were unloading ships. They were cleaning latrines. They were doing backbreaking fucking labor. Uh, and they were doing all the shit that no one else wanted to do until um, this fucking goddamn bitch tits general pershing was like all right you french bastards here's some backup troops just like you asked and then i imagine he like snickered and kicked his feet and he was like huh, 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 i gave him the black guys and <laughs> fucked off and did whatever he wanted to do uh not knowing beat that his wife at home yeah yeah beat the shit out of his <laughs> wife yeah not knowing that he had just handed the french some of the best goddamn war fighters that they'll ever see so the Harlem, Hell, Harlem Hellfighters were thrilled about this. They were finally combat troops, which is the only thing they wanted. They didn't give a shit about who they were fighting with. They just wanted to be a combat regiment. And so they're finally going to be able to put their training to use. Colonel Hayward writing, quote, A fairy tale has materialized. We are now a combat unit. Our great American general simply put the black orphans in a basket, set it on the doorstep of the French, pulled the bell, and ran away. Um, or That's went away. Sorry, not ran away. It's exactly what happened. Uh, so these, these boys trained with the French troops for about three weeks and they enter the combat trenches on April 15th, 1918, 1918, more than a month, might I add more than a month before the American expeditionary forces would have their first battle. Um, so like they were fighting well before the main combat element of America. So, uh, for three months, the Harlem Hellfighters manned the front lines and brought, you know, fought the occasional German offensive. One of these fights included the famous battle between uh, a fucking German platoon and Hellfighter Henry Johnson and Needham Roberts. So it's early two May. Two dudes v platoon. Dude, dude right? <laughs> the story is two guys yeah, v platoon. So, <laughs> so it's early May 15th, 1918. Johnson and Roberts are manning a small observation post about 115 miles east of Paris in the trenches. So they're sitting there with their French Lebel rifles. Johnson starts hearing this like sharp clicking noise. And he turns to Roberts, who is also listening to the sound, uh, and they're sitting there. They're quiet as hell, just listening to the sharp clicking noise. He starts pointing. Robert starts pointing to where it's coming from. It's the sound of barbed wire being cut by German soldiers. So Johnson pulls out a flare. He fires it in the air, lighting up the battlefield, just as a couple of German grenades fly past them and land right behind their post. They explode. Johnson is caught in his leg with shrapnel, and Roberts takes some fucking flak to the head. Uh, Roberts begins chucking grenades at the German raiding party from his own supply. 
The Germans advance. Um, thought I just hit a button. Sorry. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Where was I? So the Germans advance, and they're immediately fucking on top of them. Roberts shoots one of them point blank in the chest. Um, I think I got that mixed up. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, Johnson shoots one of them point blank in the chest, and fucking after that, he mistakes a French cartridge uh, for an American one, and he puts it in his... Uh, I'm sorry. I got mixed up. He mistakes a call. Like, I think I said they had their fucking... No, because, sorry, I, I, I said they had, the, notes, well, they said they had French Lebel rifles, and I just noticed that it you said did. they had French Lebel rifles, and then this excerpt said that he put a French cartridge in his American gun. So I think they trained with, with French Lebel rifles and then had their, you know, standard issue rifles. So he um, mistakenly puts a French cartridge in his rifle, and it doesn't work. So he begins wielding his gun like a fucking baseball bat and starts bashing German soldiers in the head with it. And so, uh, what? which is crazy. Like, fucking like, crazy. Wait, no one had a working gun. Uh, yeah, like, right. The yeah. Second bat. Exactly. Uh, you're, you're gonna, okay. So he sees that Germans are attempting to haul uh, Roberts away. And that's when Johnson pulls out his big old Why? fucking knife because they're going to take him as a POW. They're trying to capture him as a fucking POW. Johnson sees uh, this and he is like, absolutely fucking not. He pulls out his big ass knife and he fucking gets to killing. So he Dude, dr- it's like one side's playing the not kill game and the yeah. other side's playing the kill, like, the kill you game. You can't do that. You no. know what I mean? It's got to be POWs, all killing. If you one get POWs when they give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not when they're not still like one man fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, well, I, I I'll explain why I think they were just trying to take him as a POW while the fighting was still happening. So, uh, um he pulls out his fucking giant knife. He drives his knife into the skull of one of the Germans trying to haul his homie off. Another German soldier shoots. Stab, dude, that's so brutal. dangerous. Brutal. Yeah, how you going to pull that there? bad boy out? Another German soldier shoots Johnson in the shoulder and the thigh, but he manages to drive his knife through uh, his attacker and kills him. Oh, so my God. That crazy. Crazy, dude. <laughs> what a dumb shit. So Johnson <laughs> fights them for what he says feels like an hour, which with all that adrenaline going, I'm sure, you know, it did feel like an hour, but I didn't have any actual numbers of how long it was. Uh, eventually, yeah, yeah, so eventually the Germans turn tail and fucking take off, scared to continue fighting this insane man with a knife. Johnson <laughs> and Roberts continue shooting and throwing grenades at them as they run off. The next day... Johnson and Roberts are taken to the infirmary. A U.S. Army captain assesses the area of the attack and estimates that Johnson had killed four of at least 24 German soldiers. So they had, like, a fucking platoon. With stabbing? Yeah, with, it, with like, his point-blank shot. Four... So oh he shot God. one in the chest point-blank and then killed three of them with his knife. And that was... They were getting attacked by 24 fucking dudes. And after that happened, they were like, fuck that, we're out. And they took off. So I think, I think they oh, were, okay. I, yeah, I think okay. they were trying to take him as a POW, his friend as a POW, because they're like, oh, we've got you know a platoon size element here with us, so like we can yeah. just fuck off. Snack. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, wow. 
So two days. What a bunch of dummies. Yeah, fucking like, idiots. You guys could have done it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they, they got scared and took off, <laughs> and they apparently left a bunch of equipment behind too. So isn't it crazy? Like, especially before, like before real professional armies, like that shit happened all the time. Like, Dude, war was all about like being scary, uh-huh. and like the other side just like just got scared ran and ran away. off. Yeah, just ran, ran off, away. and then you just killed them as they ran away. Um. So two days later, the two men become the first Americans to receive the French uh, Croix de Guerre. Uh, that's the French's highest award for valor. It's basically like the equivalent to our Medal of Honor. So this would be the first of many uh, honors that would be awarded to the Harlem Hellfighters. American reporters hear of this heroic battle and its front page and its front page news within days, making Johnson and Roberts two of the best known American soldiers in World War One. Um, what's crazy is that they did this mega heroic shit and most of the main force of U.S. troops hadn't even arrived in France uh, or were away, were training away from the front lines. So they were in the shit well before the main element and so the help fighters all in all spent 191 days on the front more than many of other Americans. That, that, is, some, that is a long time on the fucking front lines. Um, so while they were in France, they were being treated like heroes. They were being treated so well that the U.S. government oh, sees this and sends uh the U.S. government sends a letter to the French government, sends them a memorandum, and is basically like, whoa, 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 whoa. don't go treating them too well because they don't. I don't yeah. want them, we don't want them to come back to the states and think they're gonna be equals or some wild shit like that. Yeah, yeah, which is fucking insane, insane. Uh, who was the president during World War One? Uh, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, Woodrow, right? yeah, yeah. He, he's huge racist. Yeah, Hated not surprised. Dude. He he uh, he segregated the White House. He like got rid of the black. Oh no shit! When he came in, he was like, nah, "I don't want to work with any of them." Fucking piece and of shit. And he yeah he he did like everything he could to basically make black people fucking black piece as of hard shit as possible. Yeah, he was horrible. So horrible guy. Despite coming back home as the most, not just like, you know, they were in the top five, they were the most decorated unit of World War One. These men got back to That's the United States. And, right, dude, it's insane. They were. I was thinking the whole time how sad it was because I was like, man, nobody's going to give a fuck. Yeah, so. so back to America, nobody's going to give a fuck. Yeah, so they were the most decorated unit of World War One. Uh, and they get back to the United States and they're treated like fucking garbage. They faced extreme racial prejudice. Many black veterans who wore the uniforms they fought in were lynched and verbally, verbally, verbally and physically assaulted because racist pieces of shit wanted them to take off their uniform and like stand in the street or whatever naked because they didn't think they deserved the right to wear an American soldier's uniform. Um, yeah, uh, gets it. I was reading the story and I was I like, I was- got my blood going. You know what I was thinking too was um, the more you learn about World War One, the more like when I hear a story like you were describing, I'm like, every nobody, it wasn't really anybody's fault. It was a very stupid war for everybody. Yeah, yeah. There's no like villains of World yeah. War One. So I'm like, man, everybody just died for fucking no, no goddamn it's reason. Stupid. And I, I forgot to write down the number, but the Harlem Hellfighters did lose a lot of men in World War One. Like they came back the I most decorated, you know, as 191 days on the front line. Like you're you're gonna lose some dudes. Um, but in World War One, I mean, yeah, yeah, in World War One, fucking yeah. So um, Henry Johnson's story unfortunately does not have a happy ending. After the war, he made a living no by way. yeah, right. He made a living by going on tours and telling of his heroic deeds during the war. During this, while he was doing these tours, he began talking about 
um, how they were really treated in the army. He spoke of the awful shit that happened to them as black men, as well as the segregation within the army. And the FBI call him a communist. Ba- basically, once he began speaking on this, people would no longer hire him and pay him to speak. Um, you know, they were like, we want to hear all the heroic shit you did, not how you were treated so fucking awful for the country that you were fighting for. Um, so he basically didn't, was out of work now. And when he initially came back from the war, despite being wounded 21 times in his battle, the U S never recognized his disability or gave him the purple heart. So he couldn't get any assistance from the government or the military and on July 1st of 1929, he they died. They sent him there. Yeah, right, right. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? On July 21st of 1929, he died homeless and without a penny to his name. Um, for what it's worth, I fucking guess, and it's not worth much. Uh, on June 2nd, 2015, President Barack Obama awarded Johnson the Medal of Honor. Um, it was, well, it's, it's, I, I think posthumous medals are a fart in my ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. The Harlem Hellfighters are, you know, some of the best soldiers that came out of World War One, and they were treated like fucking genuine American heroes, and they were treated like fucking dog shit when they came back. And, um, they did a lot of, like, they were pretty instrumental in bringing jazz music to French to the French as well, uh, because one of the one of the individuals who was in the Harlem Hellfighters, um, I'm blanking on his name. I apologize. There's a lot of information about these dudes, so I try to condense it into like three pages, and you definitely it's just a, too long of a story to get everything in. Yeah. So you should go read about them. There's a movie, uh, you know, a little documentary about them on YouTube that's really good, um, but. One of the musician or one of the people who were in the Hellfighters was a, a really you know talented musician, and he had a band that he had formed in the Hellfighters, and like they brought jazz music to the French. Um, he wrote a lot of music while he was fighting in the trenches, and when he came back to the states, he produced it and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend going and checking. I just out. don't really understand how. You go have a normal life after no, fighting in a trench. You don't. Uh, oh you don't. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about like these dudes. Knowing what you're capable of, yeah. like I stabbed a man in the skull. I know what that feels these like. These men spent you know? every single day fighting and killing other men, and they are expected to go home and just go get a job, go work, you know, fucking do some construction or whatever. Um, and and they that was, it, yeah, and that was if you're fucking lucky as a white dude to come back and like have a, a good, a good. Well, I mean, I, I say. A good paying job but it's like back then it was, you could yeah, fucking make yeah. a living off doing nothing um nothing. but but being a a black man and coming back as one of the most decorated fucking you know regiments in the entire war just to be spit on and like uh i think i forgot the year but there was the statistic was i think like 17 black men were lynched and 10 of them were veterans who were wearing their uniform when they got murdered Jesus Christ. Because they made white people feel small. Yeah, small and insecure and scared. And uh, it's a fucking harrowing story. It does not have a happy ending, which sucks, but... You know, it's they're they're fucking American as for their their American heroes. It is a spicy episode. Yeah, they're fucking American heroes though, and they deserve to have their story told as many fucking times as someone can. Uh, But yeah, and they got a badass uh, name. Harlem Hellfighters is fucking a sick ass name, dude. So sick. Do you uh, have a recommendation this week? I don't. I yeah, I don't. I haven't really been watching much of anything. Um. Do you? Um, 
Yeah, I, I would say watch Concrete Utopia. It's Concrete really Utopia? Really good okay. movie. I don't know where the fuck you're going to stream it, but it's pretty cool. Find a way to watch uh, it and watch it. I'll have to, I'll have to yeah, it's good. see see where where I can find it and watch it and we can talk about it. I think it might be somewhere you can buy it for six bucks or whatever. Oh, I'm sure maybe Amazon's got it and fucking rent yeah, it for yeah, $3 yeah. or whatever. But yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget if you want to send us shit, you can send us stuff at the podcast at Snacks Packs Podcast. Yeah, you guys have been doing that. Yeah, thank you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Be safe, be kind to others, be kind to yourself. We'll see you next week. Love you so much. Uh, bye bye.